Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Get ready to head out to sea with Disney Cruise Line today because Pam joins me and we talk about some first-timer cruising tips and then some pro tips for folks that have sailed many, many times with Disney Cruise Line and why this is just a relaxing Disney vacation. So if you think Walt Disney World is just too complicated right now, consider a Disney cruise. It is so easy to plan. And once you get on that ship, nothing but fun, nothing but a great time. We're going to talk about that on today's show. As always, our podcast is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan that next Disney cruise. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to those folks who support the show over on Patreon. You make all these podcasts possible. Thank you so much for that. And our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2188 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. And again, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans in our audience. You are the greatest among us. You are out there serving or have served our country. And we thank you for that service because... You know, you've been out there and you've uh, put in your time and, and defended our country. And we thank you so very much for that, because without that service, we would not have such a great country and be able to do what we do. So we are behind you and we thank you and we hope that you have a great weekend and get to relax and enjoy your time with friends and family. So today we are going to head out to sea with Disney Cruise Line. God, I love Disney Cruise Line. So I'm excited for this show. Joining me, I have a fellow fan of the Disney Cruise Line product. I can tell you that. Here's your friend and mine, Pam Forrester. Pam, what's going on? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And we do get to talk about one of my favorite topics. I love all of my Disney vacations, but I will say that I think the Cruise Line one is the most relaxing. Um, I and many of our agents actually are Platinum Castaway Club members, which means we've taken a number of cruises. We take our research very serious here. Um, we're serious about knowing the product. So I, I love to talk Disney Cruise. Yeah, we'll never have a Platinum record nor a Platinum Podcast Award, but I am Platinum with Disney Cruise Line. So <laughs> right. I take that seriously. When I get that lanyard uh, string that's, you know, black, I'm, I wear that thing like, a, you know, like I won an Oscar or something. You yes, know? exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not taking that sucker off for the duration of the cruise because it's just, uh, it's <laughs> awesome. But no, so today we are going to have some fun and we're going to look at it from a Walt Disney World fan perspective as well, because, you know, here, here's the thing. We're going to jump right in. It, because one of my guests over at the Magic for Less, Faison, so shout out to Faison up in Washington, a couple of my other guests have been asking, like, hey, could you please do a show where you discuss, you know, some of the things to think about as a first-time guest with Disney Cruise Line? And we've done this probably eight or nine years ago, but it's time to kind of revisit this. And I thought we would also, at the very beginning of the show, 
talk about this from a different perspective because I think we have different things to cover from eight or nine years ago because when we talked about the differences between Walt Disney World vacations and Disney Cruise Line eight or nine years ago, you, you had different things to consider because right now when you go to Walt Disney World, well, you know, it's just as much fun when you get there. You have a lot of stuff that you got to make park reservations mm-hmm. and there's a lot of considerations where one of the things that I get with my first time cruisers at Disney Cruise Line, and I'm booking a lot of Disney cruises, I'll be honest, I've booked a lot lately, is that folks that are going for the first time that are that are veteran Walt Disney World guests, I think they get a little panicky. I get these emails almost every time from people that are veteran Walt Disney World travelers. And what it is almost to a guest is that they feel like they're missing something. Like right. they, they feel like, should I be doing something? Like, right. I, I, like nothing's happening. And I'm like, well, you, you paid your deposit, right? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so your final payment isn't for, you know, another six months. Okay, so you don't have to do online check-in until, you know, 75 days out is your first cruise. Yeah, right. You, you, you just watch watch videos and, you know, just <laughs> buy your clothes and, you know, get excited. You know, because they feel like I should be stressed, like I should have all these things I got to be doing. Right. I think that's the biggest difference right now between Disney Cruise Line and Walt. Am I, am I right, Pam? I mean, I think that's yeah. where it is right now. Yes, for sure. And I mean, that's really part of it. I, I absolutely agree with you. There are people that are like, okay, what do I have to do next? I'm like, just sit back and wait for a while because there's not a lot to do. You know, many people think about booking their cruise earlier and you can also do a last minute one too. But regardless of that, there is not the part for the guests that really goes into, you don't have to spend a lot of time planning. You might want to research the ports you're going to visit to see what kind of excursions you might be interested in, but your dining arrangements are pretty much made for you. You could add on maybe um, a a visit to one of the adult-only dining reservations when you do your online check-in, but other than that, you don't have all those things you have to plan for, so it, it makes the planning very easy. Which I think really drives some Walt Disney World, like type A people, just nuts, you know, because the thing is, like, you... You just have to, when you go on a really intense, like say you're going on a trip with extended family, you're taking a larger group to Walt Disney World. I mean, let's face it, it almost is like taking on like a part-time job if you're not working oh, yeah. with like a, like a travel planner like us. I mean, this is what we do for a full-time job because this is because there's there's that demand for this kind of service. Yes. And when you go with Disney Cruise Line, it, it's, it's here's, here's my selling point. When people ask about a Disney cruise for the first time, and they're, they're Disney fans. Here's what I tell them. I tell them it's like staying at a deluxe Walt Disney World resort. Okay, so here's your comparison. You're going to stay like at a deluxe resort. So say you're staying at like a beach club or like a yacht club or boardwalk because you're going to have a really themed room. You know, get a veranda, but you're going to, you know, instead of like getting a, a view of Crescent Lake or a view of the animals at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You're right. going to be looking out at the ocean or, you know, when you're in port, you're going to be looking at some cool place that you weren't last night. Last night, it was the ocean. This morning, boom, it's Cozumel, you know, or <laughs> this morning, it's, you know, St. John, you know, or something like that. Um, you know, so you got that. You're dining. It's like going to signature restaurants every night. You know, sometimes it's a character meal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a really nice steakhouse, you know, or, you know, some right. kind of a, you know, signature meal. So there's your signature dining. It's also like going to a place like Hoop De Doo Review. You know, you're going to dinner and a show. So you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have this 
world-class entertainment, almost Broadway type shows every night. But then here's the bonus is that you're going to have all these minor things happening throughout the course of the ship from the time you wake up in the morning till the time you go to bed, you can play bingo. You can do trivia. You can watch a diaper dash. You can learn how to fold towels if that's your jam, which is actually kind of fun. You can make, very fun. You make race cars <laughs> out of potatoes. You know, you can watch sports with people from all over the world, literally in like cricket. You can, it's, it's nonstop, but it's very chill too. You can do nothing. So that's what I say when I'm first kind of like taking it from the 30,000 foot level, you're staying at a deluxe hotel, you're getting world-class entertainment and you're getting the very best service. Like Walt Disney world has great service for their guests. Take that times 10 when you're on Disney cruise line, because you're in a confined area and you're with people that, that you have a, you have a stateroom steward that their only job is to take care of you. You have a, a wait staff in the, in the dining room. They work with you. You don't have different waiters every night. You have the same weight team, you know, weight mm-hmm. staff. So I, that, that's kind of how I describe it. Pam, is that accurate? Is that a good good way to describe it? <laughs> it is. It's a great way to describe it. I mean, the beauty of the Disney Cruise Line is that there's so much that is included in the price of your vacation. Um, your food is included. And people often ask us, well, what if I want two entrees? What if I want to eat at the quick service location and then go up and have dinner? What if I eat my steak and then I want a little bit more? What if, what? I, yes, your food's included. Um, all of that is, it, you know, except for the little app charge to visit the adult only, um, that uh, the adult only reservation, the rest of it's all included. Your entertainment is included. And there really are Broadway caliber shows that's included in the price of your Disney Cruise Line vacation. It's just a, a fantastic way to travel. You are really traveling on a small city on the ocean, right? Everything you need is right there. There, In addition to the, um, the shows, there's also entertainment that Mike said throughout. It's just, it's amazing that you feel like there's always something going on. And you don't have to be... Um, you don't have to engage in all of it. You get to pick and choose the activities that are important to you. And I always say to people, make sure that you plan a little bit of time to hang out in a deck chair during yes. your cruise. Cause that's so, so important. Um, it just really is. And as, um, Diane is mentioning in the chat, and this is another thing I wanted to mention, you know, you get to be with characters at Walt Disney World, but there are so many characters everywhere on a Disney cruise. You'll t- for example, I just got to jump in. Like, I mean, there's been so many cruises. Like, you go up a stairwell. Like, you're all yes. of a sudden you're like on deck eight, like forward <laughs> in the stairs, and boom, Tiana's there. Like, what? Hey, Tiana, yes. what's going on? Let's get a selfie. And like, hey, you know, yeah. it's it, it it's unreal because like you know that have taken you'd waited 45 minutes for that at Walt Disney World. It's true. And the other thing is that you have an opportunity to really interact and get to know the cast. First of all, the um, your room steward is going to be fantastic. It's someone that you get to know and interact with. They're like ninjas. We have said this yeah, before. It's you like the to, second you leave your stateroom, they're in there tidying up. You come back to a fantastically clean and organized stateroom. 
all the Scott and I are time. always trying to catch them. Like, we're like, I'm going to go back and see if I can catch them in the act of making my bed down. <laughs> For sure, right? <laughs> but you also get to know your wait staff, your serving team, your server and your assistant server, because they travel with you each night of the cruise. They go to the different restaurants that you go to. They get to know your likes, your dislikes. You order, um, like, a night one, let's say you order iced tea with dinner and whatever. When you get there for subsequent dinners, they're going to have an iced tea ready for you. I mean, it's just the little things that come, you know, that come to, to mind when you think about that. But your interactions with the cast is so involved too. And it's not just little interactions here and there. It's everyone you meet goes above and beyond in a way that we all know Disney is fantastic as, at service. But on the cruise line, they really shine even more. So. I will say even with that too, because we, you know, we do the podcast cruise, and we have ours coming up on the on the Wish on July third. So if you want to, we have a ton of people booked on this. It's our biggest one yet, and there's still state rooms available. A few. So if you want to get in on that, just let me know. Just come by the Magic for Less, fill out a quote form, and uh, we'll get you some information on that. But it's we've got all kinds of cool stuff planned besides the Disney Cruise Line stuff. But I will say, you know, as far as the staff, you have this. It's called the Cruise Director Staff, and what they are is they're in charge of like it's a group of usually about 10 people and they're in charge of all the games. Like they entertain the adults basically. So you'll see them running bingo. You'll see them running uh, towel folding. You'll see them running trivias. Um, they'll be in the clubs at night, you know, silent disco and, and stuff like that. But the thing is like with our group, at least like when we sail, I'm one of the people and you're right. You can do nothing. You can relax in a deck chair, <laughs> but I'm one of those people that, I love all the activities. I like, I do not miss it. I go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. I just, I can't. And the thing is like the, the, the cruise director staff will get to know you and they'll be like, Oh God, here come Mike and Scott again. And okay, <laughs> here we go. And it, you know, and like you have this relationship and it is so much fun. Like hashtag uh, Tony from Spain. I still talk to him on Instagram from, you know, two right. years ago, like in uh, Gino, the bingo guy or uh, D no Dino. Like, Dino. He was worried we we're going to miss the ship in Jamaica when we were at uh, Jimmy yeah. Buffett's. You know, like, dude, it's a legit worry, I think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, but it's just, you know, and that's what makes the experience special. You know, like, it really it, it's does. so weird. Like you said, like, you, you want to bring your wait staff home. You want to bring your room store oh, home yeah. because you build this unusually crazy close relationship in, like, you know, 100 hours. It's it's bizarre. Okay, so but let's take it back to, like, the basics. So when, you, okay. when you're looking at booking a Disney cruise... So you just, you know, you can go to DisneyCruise.com. You can go to our website, TheMagicForLess.com. It's all broken down by itineraries. First of all, I would suggest for a first timer, this is just my suggestion. I would look at at least a four night cruise, somewhere between a four and a seven. A seven is kind of pushing it, but I might look at a Bahamian cruise to kind of get your feet wet and to just kind of, kind of explore. But I, I would look at a four nighter, you know, maybe a five nighter out of Miami on the dream. Or a four-nighter mm -hmm. on the Wish, possibly to the Bahamas, because that way you're gonna they're not as expensive. You're kind of just testing the waters. Three nights are fine. I think those are great for people that are veteran cruisers and just need like a quick fix. Like I just want to take a quick weekend. I need my hit, you know, boom. I gotta take a three-nighter. Right. But I would do at least a four to a seven for a first timer. Look at those itineraries, Pam. Is that am I in the right place for a first timer? Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Um 
You know, I think that it does allow you to get your feet wet with cruising to see if you like it. I know a lot of people going into cruising have worries about different things. And part of that is if you just haven't done it before, you don't know how it's going to work. Some people still worry about seasickness. I can tell you that that's a very rare occurrence The today's ships have huge stabilizers that come out from it. And there are times when you literally do not feel like you're on an ocean at all. You feel no movement at all. But I think this allows you to sort of try all that out and then um, get those fears aside. Because I think once you try it, you'll love it so much that you'll want to do it again and again. So yeah, that's perfect advice. So when you book a Disney cruise, just for the actual mechanics of booking a cruise, because, you know, we just talked about this on on a Wednesday show. We talked about the difference between a room only and a package mm -hmm. for deposits and so forth. So with a Disney cruise, the deposit's going to be 20% of the cruise fare. So to see it, you can kind of budget it and kind of look at the prices and know it's going to be 20%. And that deposit is 100% refundable for any reason up until the final payment. And the final payment's usually going to be due between like 90 days to 150 days prior to sailing based on the length of the cruise. So the shorter cruises, it's around 90 days. For the longer cruises, say a seven-nighter to a 14 or so, it's gonna be around 120 to 150 days out. So what I would say, and this is one of the other things, just a hack that the, that the agents are always gonna tell you, book as soon as you can, because it's like a supply and demand thing where the more staterooms are available, the lower your price is gonna be. So on day one, when the whole ship's available, you're going to get your lowest price possible on the on those staterooms. As the the staterooms become more scarce on a particular sailing, the prices do creep up a little bit. Now it's not a huge difference. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. going to be gigantic. So like you know, if you want to sail and it, you know you're like, oh my gosh, it's been on sale for six months, it's not right. that big a deal. But we're all trying to save where we can, so it's not going to be like cost prohibitive. But let's mm -hmm. save where we can. So if you can book as early as you can, get the deposit down, and then if it doesn't work out. If you have to cancel, no harm, no foul, get the deposit back. That's what I tell my guests. So Pam, what would you say? Yeah, that's, it is important. I think whenever you, you know, we'll put it out there, of course, when new itineraries are released and things like that. But that is a great time to book because as Mike said, you will get the lower price. Um, the other thing to look at, I think, is when you're considering what you want to do on the cruise, it is, you're going to start thinking about your cabin type, mm -hmm. the type of cabin that you really want. And they go, go anywhere from inside cabins to suites um, and everything in between. You also have ocean view, verandas, a family, um, staterooms, concierge staterooms. And there are also suites on the different cruise ships. Um, and I think that really, you know, fits into, you're going to look and see what fits into your budget. Make sure that you explore the different categories. I know both of us, ever since, you know, we've done a veranda, it's really challenging to go back from that. And the, the reason why is I always feel like the money I spend on a veranda is worth it to me. Um, we use that veranda. We, I, not only do you have the view from your stateroom looking out into the ocean, which is spectacular, but you can sit out there in the morning with your coffee. You can go out there in the evening with a drink. You can just, it is your little private space to look out at the ocean. And there's really, it's really hard to put a price on that. But for me, that, uh, 
I don't care what it is. I am typically paying that veranda price, regardless of what the difference may be, because it's that important to my cruise experience. And what's weird is, you know, my frugal self, I always thought in my brain that a veranda is a splurge, which it is kind of, but I thought being such, a veranda is gonna be a huge jump from, you know, an ocean view or an inside. And here's the deal. It's really not that big of an upgrade, like price-wise, because here's the deal. With Disney Cruise Line, most of the staterooms have verandas. So there's more yep. of those staterooms than any other category. So really price the veranda because you may see, oh, well, for seven nights, it's only like $400 more, or $500 more. So when you price right. it per night per person, it's not that big a deal. And I'll tell you what, psychologically, it makes the stateroom feel, a, my wife says this every time, it makes the stateroom feel way bigger. Just <laughs> even, though, even if you're not going out there, like she doesn't like really going out there at night. It kind of freaks her out. Like, I love it. Like I'm out there like, I hang over. I just like, I'm looking get, at the stars. See, I'm looking at the water. I, I, and I yeah. love the sound. I love like, as we're at sea and it's just like, yeah. it makes that like hissing sound like that. As the yeah. water's like going by. She's like, would you quit hanging over the side? Like, I'm like, just don't push me. <laughs> like, there's like a, this is like a Dateline episode waiting to happen right now. But like, I'm always out there just like dangling. Like, cause they have the lights shooting <laughs> off the side of the ship, you know, like with my phone trying to get video, which never comes out well. You know, I'm probably going to drop a thousand dollar phone into the middle of the Caribbean. Right. You know, it's yeah, exactly know. how it's going to end. But it's it's one of those things like I love it. Like I'm out there all the time. And she's just like, you know, I just want to be out there at night. But it's such <laughs> a good upgrade. It is just like, you can smell that salt. I'm like, ah, salty sea air at night. You know, I just I love it. It, like, it makes me feel like a pirate <laughs> anyway. So look at a veranda. Even if you don't get it, just price it and see, you know, it, 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 it's a good upgrade. It's a very good upgrade. Um, yeah. So. um so we got that we have itineraries bahamas okay you know but if you could swing caribbean i just think that the caribbean is it's such an up now it's gonna be a seven night cruise but it does sail out of port canaveral on the fantasy which fantasy is a wonderful ship all the ships are great i mean i can't there's not there's nothing wrong with any of the five ships they're right. i haven't been on the wish yet but i mean i've only heard good things and i can't wait to sail it soon but the thing is like the fantasy right now of the ships I've sailed, my favorite by far, in a seven-night cruise, way better than a four- or five-nighter because you're on the ship longer. And I love, I like the Western Caribbean because I'm one of those people, again, I'm very active. Cozumel has a lot to do. You got Paradise Beach. I've done the Amazing Race twice in Cozumel. I've rented a Jeep. I've snorkeled. I've, I've done all kinds of stuff in Cozumel. I should be like a like a honorary citizen of Cozumel, to be, to be honest, I've, I've, I've like done it all. I, I love, I've bought like ukuleles there. I've bought, I've bought the, the paintings that where the guy spray paints it, like the, he spray paints like a painting of the ship and sets oh, the thing yeah. on fire at the end. Like, whoosh. And like it sets, I have that somewhere. I got to, when I get my office set up here soon, I'm taking that back out, but it's just, it's a fun place. And like, you know, Jamaica's fun and it, we've been to Grand Cayman. We've been all over the place. And I just, I, I, it's an, that's a very active itinerary. I think there's a lot to do. Eastern is more beautiful. I think it's more chill, mm -hmm. but more beautiful, more scenic. But, um, so those are good itineraries, Pam. What, you know, but I mean, then you got, you know, you got Alaska. I mean, we could get into that. You got the med, you got all kinds. I mean, shoot, now you can go to Alaska. I mean, you go to Hawaii. I mean, it's Australia, you know, dude, everywhere. I mean, where do you want to go? That's a good thing about a cruise ship. It goes everywhere. I know. And I think that's one of, you know, when I'm looking at certain parts of the world and Alaska being one of them, I think a cruise is the best way to see that because you aren't just flying into one city and, and doing what's there. You get to visit a few areas. When I think about the Mediterranean, 
And that part of the world, I 100% think that a cruise is a great way to explore that part of the world. There's no packing and unpacking at eight different destinations as you travel from Italy to France to maybe Greece to Malta to, I mean, there's just some fantastic things that you get to see. And that's the beauty of the cruise ship too. So in addition to the um, Caribbean and the Bahamas itineraries, Disney Cruise Line also has some special itineraries that happen at different times of the year. So make sure you check those out too, because they're really worth seeing. Okay. So let's talk nuts and bolts as far as like, once you're on the ship, some just kind of pro tips, but we did get a couple of questions here in the live chat as we were talking. So I do want to address these. Uh, Kathy, actually one of my guests over at the Magic for Less, says we're uh, sailing on the Disney Dream out of Miami in February. Our flights just got changed to two or sorry, 12.20 p.m. Is this too early? I'm thinking we should be okay because we are flying out of the Miami airport. Now, there are different times that Disney Cruise Line does recommend that you book your – this is post-cruise flights um, after your cruise. Because, and I'll say, because most people fly out of port or uh, sail out of Port Canaveral for MCO, it's going to be noon. That's kind of your, your time. You'd never want to book a flight before noon. Mm -hmm. I know that you could probably get a flight and make it at 11. You could, <laughs> but you could miss that flight too. But most of the time, it's one of those things. You, do you, I, I, hey, just don't tell me, but uh, yeah. But Disney Cruise Line says noon for a reason, because there are occasional times where the ship has to be cleared by authorities and it customs, takes a little bit longer yeah. customs and all that. And it rarely happens. But if you're with a, if you're on a sailing with me, it, with my luck, I mean, I'm a Mizzou fan. It, <laughs> stuff happens with me. So if you're on the ship with me, don't book before noon. I'm telling you, it's happen. So, but this, you know, the 1220 is ideal. I think for Miami, it's noon as well. You, you know, you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to wait till like seven o'clock in the evening. That would stink. You know, Orlando or Miami airport's fun to be in, but not that long. But Pam, you know, they, they give guidelines for that. But noon is noon's they a do. good time to kind of start. Yeah. So I looked it up actually. 1130 AM is the um, earliest flight they recommend from Miami and Disney Cruise Line does have a recommendation for each of those. Like Mike said, you know, you can probably make earlier flights 80% of the time that you're sailing. Let's say that 20%, you may, the ship could be delayed. It could be weather. It could be fog. It could be um, yeah, Galveston is a fort where Galveston and yes. New Orleans get, get fog sometimes. And like, dude, yeah, sometimes do. those ships can't come back in for like hours. They get stuck. Right. Yeah. So be careful. So you don't want to do that. The other thing is if you're really trying to make uh, something earlier, you can do, you can actually walk off with your luggage um, around, you know, as soon as the, as soon as the ship gets cleared by customs and you'll hear that and there'll be directions when you're on the ship explaining exactly how to do that. But that's something else that you can do. Yeah. Scott did that on his last cruise that he took last minute uh, recently. And he was just, I mean, he was off the ship, I think by like eight he was off super early because they were going to Walt Disney World. Wow. Yep. So uh, another question that Len's got out in Maryland, and he says, my wife has a low-sodium dietary requirement. Does the cruise line accommodate these type of requirements easily? Do they keep track for you so you don't have to explain the situation at each meal? I'm so glad Len asked this question because I think this is one of the things Disney Cruise Line does the absolute best i mean pam do you agree because yes. as travel agents we ask this question of our guests and 
I mean, I've had some very unusual allergies or dietary restrictions or requirements. And when I call into Star or Frankie or who, thing is like I Disney Cruise Line, they don't have as many like agents that we work with. So like, I feel like I'm family with all of them because we talk all the time. And they their system, they must have a checkbox for like nine thousand dietary requirements. Because like, oh yeah, we have that check check. And I'm like, you have like a like a a checkbox for that. And if they don't, they'll put it in the notes. But they they have. Yes, they are great at this. They put it in the on the record. Yeah, they are. It's actually something that Disney Cruise Line, like Mike said, excels at. You can know all your dietary requests and whatnot. Um, and the servers will, you know, remember that the chef will probably come out at some point if it is a really unusual one and sort of walk you through. Whenever you go someplace that's not dinner, let's say you're going to the buffet for breakfast or whatever, just let any of the cast members know that you have a dietary restriction. They'll actually walk you through the buffet and tell you what things will be good to meet your dietary restrictions and what will not. And if you need, they will make you something special right there. They really do a great job. I have seen them work with guests with really strict dietary restrictions and just I think that those people walked away from the cruise being like oh my gosh I was so worried about this and it, it turned out to be so awesome like the chef made me this um that fit my dietary need and I haven't been able to have that in years because it does include this and so it's it's fantastic they really do a great job about with all of that yeah, I agree. I mean, what I hear from my guests is like, I'd never want to get off Disney Cruise Line. People that have really strict diets, like it was so easy and I wish I could have this in my regular life. You know, because yeah, like, it was so accommodating to making sure, which makes sense, right? Because the last place you would want to have an allergic reaction is, you know, in the middle of the ocean. So I think that's why they take it so seriously, which, you know, makes me feel so good that, you know, if you... So if you have an allergy, please let me know so I can get on the record so that we have everything, all of our bases covered from day one. You know, that's that's what I always say. Okay, so let's get into some tips, just some stuff we've learned from being on the ship so many times. One of mine, I'm just going to go right off the top, download the Navigator app early and get to know it because they're updating it all the time. It's always getting updated, which I mean, and the thing is you don't want to be on your phone a lot on a cruise. Like the thing I like about a cruise is being disconnected, but the app is helpful because it's your personal navigator, which back in the day was a paper little newsletter. But nowadays, what you can do is you can, once you get on the cruise, you can go day by day and highlight things, you know, and like put a heart next to all the things you want to attend. And what it'll do is it'll give you like a little alert, like 20 minutes before the event starts and say, hey, don't forget, you know, match your mate starting in the tube in 20 minutes. Because you could, huh. you know, because the thing is you're doing so much on the ship, you're just like, Oh man, I, I was going to go eat my 17th piece of pizza. Okay, well, I'll put the pizza down. I'm going to go to match your mate. I'll come back after. And it was, I think if you get to know the app and just really mess with it when you're at home, and there's also a cool countdown feature, which is fun. You can post to social, but get to know the app. That's something you can do to kind of kill the time before the cruise. That's a big pro tip for me. 
I love that. Yeah, the app is so important to your cruise. It's just um, something that you'll want to be looking there for different times. And you can even make an appointment to visit guest services. You can do all kinds of things through the app. But it's not something that you feel like you have to look at all the time. It's not really like my Disney experience. It is for your convenience. It is an easy way to have the itinerary and all the things that are going on during your cruise, just right there in your pocket. So I love that one too. Um, I love that tip. The other thing that I would say is a, um, a great one for Disney Cruise Line is, you know, don't be afraid to really set aside some time to spend, you know, like we talked about in a quiet spot on the cruise line. There's going to be a lot of things going on you're really going to want to have a moment to just sit there and look out at the ocean. And my rule that I tell people is you need to go ahead and see a sunrise and a sunset when you're on a cruise. I, I, I know you can't have more than hundred percent. That is a million percent. That is because <laughs> it's, true. It, it's, and I tell this to my, this is another tip. That's like an unofficial Mike Rallman travel agent tip that when you're going on a cruise, <laughs> You must see a sunset and you must see a sunrise. If you have to shave off something from dinner once, one night, or you got to, you know, you got to get up. I mean, Ricky never gets up early. I'm telling you, you have to. And the thing is, like, it is just, it. and I know I sound like I'm a preacher or something right now, but it restores your soul. Like, you just, when you're from Missouri, you just don't get to see a sunrise over the ocean. Like, you just don't. Like, you have X amount of days in your life where you can do this. You can sleep in anytime. This is why you're on a cruise. Like, God, see the sunset, see the sunrise over the horizon on the ocean. It is, it is, it just makes my heart just like fill. It's so great. I agree. It's just one of those things that like the sunrises and the sunsets can't be more beautiful than they are when you see them against some of the backdrops that you're going to see on your cruise. And it really is a great time to sort of feel like you have the ship to yourselves. It's you and a few other people in some of these locations to see the sunrise. It's just, it's, it's really awesome. And I love that. Go um, get yourself a Cove coffee um, and just enjoy that sunrise. It's spectacular. And it's so bizarre. You mentioned this. And this is one of the things that gets me every time I'm on a cruise, right? So say you're on the fantasy. You know, this ship holds a couple thousand people, crew of about a thousand, maybe 900. There are times when you're walking that ship early in the morning or late at night. And you do feel like you are like one of the few on that ship. And, you know, people always say, oh, I'm going to be stuck on there with thousands of people. And it, I can't. There are times when you walk that ship that where you feel it's it's eerie at night. Like you're, there's nobody around. You would not think that happens. And if you're a first time cruiser, you're like, Mike, you're nuts. And I'm telling you, it happens more than you would think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's awesome. I mean, it's great because you can have, especially like if you're on a honeymoon, people do honeymoon on Disney Cruise Line. A lot of people honeymoon on Disney. It's super romantic. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I mean, if you're an adult and you have kids, it's okay. You could still be, you could still have romance. Your kids are going to love the kids clubs. I mean, the kids love the kids clubs. And then the parents actually get to be like regular people for a few days. It's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Pam, you're a big fan of the adult areas. I mean, just talk yes. about those for just a second. Cause Disney cruise line does these amazingly well. It does. So we all know that there's going to be tons of things for kids to do on a cruise, but there are also so many things for adults to do on a cruise. There are designated adult only put a period on that areas. Um, 
And that means no kids allowed, not uh, under any circumstance. There's um, a pool area. There are coffee areas um, during at the evening. Once it switches over, there are lounge areas and areas of the ship that are reserved just for those who are 18 years or older. There are restaurants that are only available to adults, which is awesome, too. But I want to say that I've you know sailed on other cruise lines and Disney Cruise Line really does a great job of sort of separating these from the other parts of the ship. Um, there's, you know, lots of things that people of every age can enjoy. But I think that these little oases where adults get to be alone, I think that's a really cool part of the experience. And the great thing is, is that your kids, if you do happen to be traveling with kids, also have the kids clubs available during this time so that they can visit those. So everyone is happy. There's something for everyone to do. And I will say, and again, this is just my perspective and my, the way I see things, and we all see things slightly different, is that in the adult area, and I'm talking about the, like the district, like the adult clubs, I'm not talking about like the pool and stuff. That, that place is awesome. It's during the day. But at night, you know, after like nine o'clock when it turns into the adults only area, there is kind of an edge to some of the shows that Disney puts on for the adults. But here's the thing. Disney knows like where the limit is. Like it's, <laughs> it can be edgy, but they never make it like over the line. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's an adult, like you wouldn't want kids in there necessarily, but the thing is it's never like embarrassing or, mm -hmm. you know, to the point where, Oh, this is like really, really crude, you know, cause I I've sailed Royal and they just, they go a little bit further with their adult stuff and it's fine. Like, I mean, that's fine for other folks like Disney's Disney. Like it's, it's adult, but it doesn't, you know, it takes it to like, you know, just, just like a little bit over the line, you know, not over the line, but just a little bit to the adult side where you wouldn't want your kids with you, but you know, it's never something that's good. I don't think it's never offensive, you know, like right. I've, I've never felt offensive, you know, anything. Right. Else. You don't feel uncomfortable yeah. about which it, I, which I really appreciate. I mean, it's fun. It's adult, you know, we're doing match your mate, basically playing the newlywed game. And I mean, it gets crazy. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Cause I mean, it's really been weird when like your friends are up there and you're, right? hearing, you're hearing about this stuff. Like, Oh God, stop, please. <laughs> no, stop. Yeah. It's so fun. So uh, other things that I would say though, um, and Diane brought up another great thing about the app guest services. Now you can chat with them through the app. That is such a huge heck. I mean, because you don't have to go down to deck three midship to talk to them and wait in the line. You can just chat and they can solve a lot of problems. I'm glad Diane brought that up because that yes. is just, G I mean, it came about because of COVID because they wanted to make stuff like contactless, but man, right. is that not genius, Pam? That is such a great tip. I love that. I love being able to do, you know, things through the app like that. Like, Hey, can I have this? Or I need assistance with this. They do a great job. And then she also mentions the spas, which, uh, you know, that's one of those things. It's an upcharge, but you know, rainforest room on some of the ships, they have heated loungers that, I mean, you just melt into, you kind of fall asleep. Yes. They have showers that have different kind of aromas to them and sounds, you know, it'll sound like a thunderstorm or what have yeah. the thing is, yeah, these are, these are kind of upcharges, you know, Apollo is an upcharge, but they're not that huge of an upcharge. Like you're already on the ship. It's one of those things. It's kind of like a comparison to Genie Plus, right? It, it, Walt Disney World. If you're looking for like a, a comparison, you, you've spent the money to book flights. You've spent right. the money to, 
you know, to get your theme park tickets. You've paid for your hotel, you know, so you're, you're 98% in, you know, you really want to go over and really, really splurge and, and pamper yourself, you know, get a rainforest room pass for the, for the, if it makes sense, you know, if you're going to have the time to use it, you know, really, you know, take, if it's your honeymoon, it's an absolute yes. You know, what, what's the goal of the trip? So I would say and one of the things too, go up there during the open house on the day you embark the ship, they have specials and just check it out and see if it's for you. Maybe it's not for you, but go through the open house. That's another tip. Mm, that's a good one too. And they sometimes have like a little drawing for like a spa thing, you know, if you go through the spa mm -hmm. talk. So um, I like that. And you get to see a view of, you know, some of the, different rooms and stuff too. I think that that's, a, you know, a really cool part of it helps you get to know the ship. Um, and that was going to lead into one of my tips too, which is um, usually on the first day, soon after embarkation starts, there is a tour um, called the art of the cruise ship tour. And I highly recommend that because it really gives you such a great overview of the ship. I'm going to warn you, it's a new thing. It's a new um, location for you, right? You're on the cruise for the first time. You're going to think, oh my gosh, how am I going to remember where this is? Or how am I going to whatever? You actually learn it a lot quicker than you think you will, but there's handy little maps located throughout and the cast is there to assist. But the art of the, the, uh, the art of the cruise ship tour sort of um, takes you on all these different locations uh, of the cruise ship that you'll want to visit at different times and sort of gives you some history behind them, some information, some tips and all of that. So definitely check that out. And also just so you know, the carpets on the Disney cruise line will tell you whether you're port or starboard, like but depending on like what emblems and which way things are pointing in the carpets, which I can't, don't ask me right now, which, what, what, <laughs> right. what, because I don't know. <laughs> Because when you're in those corridors, those corridors are long. And, like, you can't tell if you're port or starboard when you're in the corridor. Like, if you're on deck seven, you know, you, you can't tell. Like, That's I don't true. know. I can't tell if I'm walking forward or backwards. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I get so discombobulated. But, really, you figure out your way around the ship pretty quickly. And it's it becomes home really it's quickly. True. But it is kind of fun to get lost on a cruise ship. Like, I love, like, I love that, like, exploring, you know, like... You know, just think mostly the adult stuff's on the back on, on the on the more besides the wish, you know, your, your clubs are going to be on the back. Your buffets are going to be also on the back, but up at the top the, the adult areas are in the back at the bottom. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it, you figure that kind of stuff out super quickly. And you do. But, it, you know, we could go on and on. We haven't even talked about Castaway Key or any of that stuff. But the ships are just one of those things for first timers. Don't miss the shows. Do not miss. I, I, I've skipped shows every once in a while because I've seen like the Golden Mickey's a bunch of times because I just want to sit out and watch the sunset. And that's cool. Like on your fifth, sixth, seventh cruise. But you got to see the shows. That's why you're there. They're so good. You know, and I would say if you have kids, try to do first uh, dining, second show. That works out better to, usually for everybody. But if you can't get it, here's another tip. Disney Cruise Line has an option that if you have kids and you're on second dining, they will come and get your kids out of dinner during second dining, like real quick. And they'll take them to the kids club. So you can kind of have a leisurely second dining fam. I mean, that that's one of those things that like Disney just listened to the guests and just made it happen because like, that's one of the things I don't think they thought about initially, but it's like, Oh, this solves a problem and it's great for the kids and it's awesome for the parents. It's like a win, win, win. 
It's true. <laughs> it's true. And the other thing to note is too, you know, your servers at dinner are wizards when it comes to entertaining the kids, serving the massive number of people that they have to serve, um, taking drink orders and everything else. We have had them entertain our kids so often. They're magic tricks and puzzles for us to solve. And little things to keep us um, entertained. But yeah, absolutely. The other thing is utilize those kids clubs for um, dinners. They have great service. And that one that you were talking about, Mike, is just fantastic that they'll come and actually get kids. So as we wrap the show, and again, now I just want to go on a cruise so badly. So I know, right? Badly. Every time we talk about a cruise, I'm this like, is, when am I going again? This is killing me. But it's, it's one of those things that for a Walt Disney World fan, which I'm guessing you are for listening to our show. You know, you're somebody who really enjoys going to Epcot and staying at, you know, Riverside or what have you, you know, you're a Walt Disney World fan. And a lot of our listeners have been on a Disney cruise at this point, but probably a lot of ours have not. And I would say that for my guests that have been in that situation, you know, start off as, and I think a lot of us do start off as theme park fans. And then, you know, are kind of curious about taking a cruise from those folks that get back, they're just blown away because it's a different experience. I mean, because it's it, it's Disney combined with the real world. It's more real world than it is, you know, fantasy land, it, it, you know, at Walt Disney World Resort. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, you get Disney touches everywhere you go on the cruise ships. But it's also very subtle. You know, I mean, you get the characters right there in your face. They're all over the ships. But, like, the subtle Disney touches, like, in the railings, in the in the lobby, and the the appointments in the chairs in, in a restaurant or your your uh, utensils at animator's palette it's all very subtle but in the overall disney cruise line experience of four nights five nights a week it's almost perfect for a disney fan like it's just the right amount i mean you walk off the ship and you're i mean i have not had hardly any guests that get back and just say it was almost perfect. Like for a Disney fan, it's a great experience over because it's the food. The food's outstanding. It's the service. It's the accommodations. It's the entertainment. It's mm -hmm. it's the whole deal. And it's so the bottom line is it's so relaxing. You don't have to worry about much. It's very simple. It is. It is. It's a simple vacation. It's a relaxing vacation. It's a vacation that everyone in your party is going to walk away from saying, wow that was awesome. I got to do this or I got to do that, or this was just for me, or this was just for my mom, or this was just for my little brother. I mean, it's that kind of thing that I think you walk away from. The number of guests that once they go on a Disney cruise want to go again is high. I mean, that's a high percentage of people. It's not a one and done kind of thing. And the reason that is, is that so many people go on and just truly love the experience. Um, you don't have to worry about whether it's a crowded time to go or a not crowded time to go. The ship only holds so many people, regardless of how, you know, what time of year they are. And most of them do sail full. You don't have to worry about park reservations. You don't have to worry about park hopping. You don't have to worry about my Disney experience. You don't have to worry about any of these things that can complicate a Walt Disney World vacation. Um, it's an easy thing. Um, and I think that adds to the fact that people, you're there to relax. You're there to vacation. You're there to step away from the real world. 
That's exactly it. And it's also, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience for extended family. Like if the grandparents want to go on a cruise with, uh, with the grandkids, I mean, there's something for everybody, right? I mean, it's just, the ship's only so big. You're not trudging around 13 miles a day like you are at Walt Disney World in the 95 degree heat. You know, you're inside a lot of the time, or if you're on deck, you can just walk inside of the air conditioning very easily. If you're on deck, you have a drink in your hand, you know, you're by the pool or you're on the beach at Castaway Key or at Paradise Beach in Cozumel, what have you. You know, you're heading to Alaska, you know, in the middle of July. How awesome is that looking at glaciers? It's just, uh, and group cruises are just amazing. I, I love cruising with my family, but man, we've made some memories in our group cruises, Pam. Because I agree, you become just fast friends. That's how Scott and I met was on a was on the podcast cruise, and like by the end of the cruise, we were like brothers, and we've never, like that is not stopped, you know, the, the years and years later, because you just you have this time, you have nothing to worry about but having fun, because you you're disconnected from the world, and it's until you do it, it's hard to describe, but it is just like. It you is. become fast friends on a cruise. It is. It's just one of those like life experiences. And I think that if you haven't tried it, you owe it to yourself maybe to, to check it out. Um, you know, before we went on a Disney cruise, my husband was very reluctant to do this. He was sure that there wasn't going to be enough to do or he wouldn't like things or whatever. He was just he didn't really want to do it. And I will say it's one of his favorite vacations cruising. For sure. It is my favorite. I'll give you that. I mean, it's, I, I love Walt. I love Disneyland. I fell in love with Disneyland in July, but Disney Cruise Line is still the top because it is just so, it's, it's got everything. I mean, it's just, it's so chill. It's so fun. You get to see the real world, which I love. I love geography. I love just getting out there. Oh, okay. I'm going to the website. Here's, so anyway, that, that, those are some of our tips. We could go on forever. We'll continue this on Sunday nights. If you have any specific questions, Cue those up. Give us a call on Sunday night. Scott will be with me. He's cruised many, many times. And we'll talk Disney Cruise Line. So 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central this Sunday night. YouTube and Facebook will be waiting for you for the BOGP open line. All right, we're going to get out of here. And don't forget, our shows are always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. And here's the last pro tip. If you're going to book a Disney cruise, book it with The Magic for Less. One, you're going to get all these great tips in your inbox that are going to get you not only excited, but you're going to be 100% prepared for your cruise when the time comes. But here's the money tip. And I'm talking literally the money tip. You're going to get up to a 5% onboard credit for booking with The Magic for Less, which means you pay exactly the same as you would booking at DisneyCruise.com. But we give you some money right there in your onboard account. So when you walk on the ship, you can walk on like uh, Scrooge McDuck. You can walk on, it's like, you can put a tuxedo on, you can get the, the cane, and then you can be like, okay, those people in front of me, they're walking on, they're just, they got zero in their onboard account. You walk right. in, I'm rolling in, I'm 250 up, and guess what? There's no casino on the Disney Cruise Line ships. No chance that's going in the one-armed bandit, because there is not <laughs> one to take it. Now, you can't use it for tips, I will find you. Even if you're in Jamaica, I will come get on a speedboat and find you. But you can use it for anything else. If you use it, just don't tell me for that. But yeah, no kidding. It is just a little bonus. It's our thank you for supporting the agency. It gets you started. We want you to have a great time. And it's a great way to, to have a little extra fun on your cruise. So just swing by themagicforless.com. Again, like I said, all the itineraries are there. Just click on the tab at the top. It says Disney Destinations. Go to Disney Cruise Line and you're on your way. All the fun stuff is right there. And we'd love to help you plan that trip. So check them out over at themagicforless.com. 
Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link this holiday season. We'd sure appreciate that. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the show each and every month. You guys support everything we do. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. Join us over there if you can. Uh, Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. I should know that one. Give Pam a follow on social media. She's at TMFLT Pam. I'm at BeOurGuestMike. Would love to talk to you this weekend. And we're going to get out of here and let you get on with that weekend. And I wish I was getting on that cruise line ship right now. But until then, we're going to have a good time. We'll talk to you on Sunday night. So for Pam, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Friday and an awesome weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.